Lincoln Riley, Mule Shoe, continues to be the biggest scumbag in college football. And it's not even close. I think he's even lapped Brian Kelly once. This guy is back-channeling again, doing dirty deals, showing as no soul. No shame whatsoever. None. And uh, now I want a cage match with he and Pat Narduzzi, and I'm taking Narduzzi, and I'm putting all my money on Narduzzi. You know Please. what the sad part is here, Mike? Is he's getting by on technicalities. Exactly oh, yeah, how absolutely. he left Oklahoma when he said, I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU, right? Because in all technicality, yeah. what Muleshoe's doing is legal. You know what that is? You know what he is? He's a freaking politician, which, you know, politics are evil. Plain and simple, period, and so is Muleshoe because he's getting by on semantics and loopholes and back-channeling. You know, Pat Narduzzi, because if you haven't heard and if you've been under a rock and you haven't heard the story from the weekend, uh, Pittsburgh wide receiver Jordan Addison, who won the Bolitnikoff last year, is a tremendous player. Guess what? He's uh, Do we know that he got in the portal? Is, he the is, deadline he is not in? officially in the portal. But yet. the word was that people from USC were trying to uh, sway him to come out to L.A. Okay, yeah. Like we've said many times, this is the wild, wild west. There are no rules. You know, I blame the NCAA for this more than anything else because they didn't do anything about it for years and years and years and years. And now the uh, House, again, Mark Emmert saw, you know what? The House is on fire. I'm out of here. And now it's a raging inferno. Who can step up and do anything about this? And scumbags like Muleshoe... Just take advantage of it because he has no dignity whatsoever. You know, when he was at Oklahoma, look, I'm going to admit I was blinded by some homerism on some of his calls. I remember the Austin Kendall deal, right, when he was going to transfer, and he, and he blocked him initially. And then it looked bad, and he came back. But you're kind of thinking immediately when that happened, man, that's kind of a jerk move. Did the same thing with Chandler Morris. That's kind of a jerk move. Guess what? Both jerk moves were made by a jerk. But you kind of thought, well, you know, he is talking about in-conference. Maybe he has a point there. No, he's just a jerk. Period. And the guy has no shame whatsoever. None. Uh, just, oh, my gosh. So our first two clips today, just for uh, therapy's sake, the first one I logged in was Pat Narduzzi enters the USC football offices. What? You son of a bitch. You no good damn bitch. No, 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 Jeez. Okay, so what was the second one then? The second clip is the Narduzzi family, Pat and uh, I guess his wife, attack Lincoln's uh, fishing boat. You better pray to the god of skinny punks that this wind doesn't pick up, because I'll come over there and jam an oar up your ass. Listen up, I know where you live and I've seen where you sleep. I swear to everything holy that your mother will cry when they see what I've done to you. <laughs> Oh, Mike. Where do you dig this stuff up? 
Uh, there is an empty space in my head somewhere that comes up with this stuff. I don't know. But, I, you know, when I saw that, I'm just – this guy – I mean, literally, he's like the Jordan Belforts of college football. It, if there's one person right now in college football, and it's not even close, who is the poster child for everything that's wrong with college football, who is it? It's him, right? Who else is there? Maybe Brian Kelly? You know what I think is gratifying, though, Mike, is the reality that the rest of the college football landscape, the rest of the United States, no matter what your allegiance, they're all now beginning to see they what know. OU fans have they seen know. in Muleshoe yeah. for months. Yes, and look, we were snowed by the guy, you know? That's what good politicians do. They they lie to your face, and they have a smile, and you're like, well, maybe this guy's makes some sense, and he's probably lying to you. And Mule Shoe is, um, I, I just, every time, you know, every time I think, okay, well, you know what, OU's in good shape. But I still get angered that this guy ever had control of the Oklahoma football program when he has no scruples whatsoever. None. I mean, look, I get, here's what he's going to say. You know how it's going to work. He's back-channeling this deal. Oh, I never talked to Jordan Addison. Well, yeah, I never spoke to the kid. Well, guess who has? Maybe Caleb Williams. Maybe some USC people with NIL money, which there's a lot of it flowing out there, and they're trying to brand that as, you know, all the stars are out here, get out here. I understand all of that. And I understand there are no rules right now. And this situation is made for a crooked, soulless individual like Muleshoe. He doesn't care. Meanwhile, he's got his new mansion out in L.A. Great, looks good and everything, but he has no soul. They have, he has executed his own soul in the process. Well, what happens when you sell your soul, Mike? I mean, basically, he went Robert Johnson at the crossroads. Remember Robert Johnson, the great guitarist, who was a pretty good Delta Blues guitarist, and then all of a sudden he came back one day, and he was like the greatest <laughs> guitarist of all time. Then all the rock and roll uh, legendary guitarists model their style after and say, man, he's the godfather. Well, guess what? He went to the crossroads and he said he sold his soul to the devil. And Lincoln Riley has pulled the same thing in this deal. And he no longer has any friends that aren't in Los Angeles. Right, right now, Muleshoe is living your prototypical celebrity life. I mean, basically, he's the Bernie Madoff of college football. I, I don't mean, know if I'd go that far. Yeah. What Bernie Madoff did was highly illegal. But what Muleshoe is doing is technically legal, which is the most maddening part about all of it, right? Is you can't be like, okay, well, there's nobody send to check the SWAT this guy, right? And take take down the whole USC football staff, raid the offices, because what they're doing is technically legal. Yeah, and that's the NCAA's fault. It is. But when you game the system like this, people turn on you. And people want to see you fail. And now it's not just OU fans that want to see Muleshoe fail out in L.A. It's basically the entire remainder of the college football world. This guy, you know, I just can't believe this journey and how, I guess, naive and stupid I was, too. Because, I, you know, I was thinking, man, when Bob Stoops leave, leaves, Lincoln Riley is the guy to hand the keys to. And it happened a lot sooner, pardon the pun, than I thought it would. But when he did, you remember Lincoln Riley had tears in his eyes and everything. And it was a great ceremony. And, you know, 
how did we go from that to Lincoln Riley being the most despised man in college football? I look, he's gone past Urban Meyer. Maybe because Urban Meyer's not in college football right now, but I, I think it's a landslide. Maybe Brian Kelly is his closest competitor, same agent, same deal, you know. Uh, but is there anybody that's more disliked in college football right now than him? No, there's not. Right now, Muleshoe is Darth Vader, and Mark Emmert is Chancellor Palpatine, and he's just thrown himself down the shaft. Yeah, I'll buy and that. And Muleshoe isn't about to turn back to the good side. No. No, we, need, uh, we needed some, uh, some Jedis somewhere to take him down because – this guy is a piece of human debris. I mean, no shame whatsoever. But again, the frustrating thing, as you said, Parker, is there, you know, and he's the one who said, we need guardrails. You don't, dude, you don't want guardrails because well, you're flying high right now with this wild, wild west and your back channel dealing and all your lies. This system is made for you. You shouldn't want any guardrails. Exactly. Let's hit the Air Comfort Solutions text line real quick because this text is very relevant. One of our listeners from the 918 says, Tivo wanted guardrails on the portal and NIL to control things, yet he's racing up the no guardrails Pikes Peak Road to the top of the mountain in a Formula One car. Yeah. It's a good way to he's put it. He's talking out both sides of his mouth <sighs> and has been for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – I don't know. Do we think this thing's going to still happen with Jordan Addison? Is it only a matter of I don't see why it wouldn't happen. I mean – Have you seen the numbers that are being thrown yeah, around? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, we are watching college football, you know, s- slowly start a disintegration right before our eyes unless somebody steps in and does something. And I have no idea who that person is. Does anyone? I mean, the NCAA, like I said, they're like, well, you know what? <laughs> See you guys. We're, no, we're not going to be around much longer, so good luck with everything. Mark Emmer, can I get my severance package? What? You want me another year? Okay, well, seriously? The house is on fire, and it's about to be a raging inferno right now. And I can't – somebody tweeted this over the weekend, and it, I think it was Dennis Dodd and said that the NCAA had a chance to get the reins on this a long time ago with the O'Bannon case, right? With the NIL there that Ed O'Bannon, you know, you're watching the college basketball game, the EA sports game, and it's like, hey, that's Ed O'Bannon. Same number, looks like him, left-handed, all that stuff. And But they, they didn't do it. I, I don't know if it was litigation that they were afraid of or what – but we have lost control of the sport for now. And how do you regain control once you lose it? That's yeah, the million-dollar that question. That is. Is how do you rein this all in? A lot of people have made the analogy over this weekend with regard to the Jordan Addison and the USC situation. You can't put toothpaste back in the tube, right? And so how do the powers that be regain control of the game that once operated in such harmony and utopia and has now descended into anarchy and chaos. Yeah, it's crazy. And most people out there that are college football fans and, you know, are pretty reasonable, they don't have a big problem with the kids getting their money because they've needed to get some money for a long time. But I don't think anybody envisioned, you know, a uh, potentially – 
Jordan Addison getting a $2 million-plus deal, which is more than, what, 95% of the draft picks in the uh, NFL draft this year? I mean, that's, again, look, get what you can get. It's all legal now. But this is just – it's so frustrating because I think we all, particularly in this area – Love college football to the nth degree. It's our favorite time of the year. It's our favorite sport. We love it. We worship, you know, our Saturdays. We worship on Saturdays and Sundays because we love college football so much. And now this sport, man, uh, it's it's being threatened like it's never been threatened. And I don't know what the answer is. And that's the problem. I think a lot of people are like, man, what is the answer? I don't know. <laughs> Two different listeners have said they need Donald Trump to step in and control college football. <laughs> Donald Trump will rescue college sports and NIL. Well, you never know. I mean, he he's pretty heavy-handed, maybe – Somebody. I don't know. Somebody. Well, and here's a great question on the Air Comfort Solutions text line as well. Why recruit when you can just wait and poach award winners through NIL? Yeah, yeah, Why bother recruiting wide receivers when you can go in the portal and get three Jordan Addisons every year because you have deep enough pockets to do so? Yeah, it's. I'm telling you, this is the slipperiest slope we've ever been on in uh, college athletics. There's no doubt about it. All right, we're going to take a quick break right here. Our first-hour sponsor is a great one, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, owned by Tim Lasher, servicing the greater Oklahoma City area since 2007. You can call them up at 405-579-3113 for all your heat and air needs. Thank you to Tim Lasher and his company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. All right, more on the current state of college football and the man who's bringing it down, Mule Shoe. Freaking Mule Shoe. Jeez, this guy. I'm telling you. Can I get a ring with him? I'll train as hard as I can. As hard as I can. As a 59-year-old man, I'll get in the cage. I will get in the cage. I won't wear tights, but I will get in the cage. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Good to have you with us on a Monday edition of Steelman and Thune at noon here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Mule Shoe at it again over the weekend, uh, allegedly tampering. Mule Shoe, though, he, he gets around it because he back channels everything and semantics and loopholes. He's just a piece of human feces. <laughs> Period. I, I will be, you know what I'll be in the ring and if we get to the cage, the Norman Avenger. How does that sound? Does that sound? The Norman Avenger. The Norman Avenger. And I don't care what it takes, brass knuckles, razor blades, lead pipes, whatever. The man needs to be knocked out. I'd give you even money, I think. Really? Yeah. I don't know. i got to start getting back in shape first. Muleshoe doesn't seem like a terribly physically imposing individual. He you know, seems like he would kind of be a pushover. You know what? He's going to be wearing dry fit in the ring. There's no doubt about that, right? But that guy, I'm telling you, just... You think you think his wardrobe is like Mark Zuckerberg's Closet of Grey t-shirts? <laughs> yeah, you think probably. he just opens it up and there's <laughs> 30 dry fit shirts one, all identical one, lineup? One really expensive uh, suit for like one, you know, the big press conferences or whatever. Gosh, this I'm okay. Uh, Aaron Taylor this weekend. I thought if you uh, saw his tweet about college football, former Notre Dame offensive guard, uh, played some years in the NFL, had some knee injuries, but has been working uh, covered covered college football for ABC and ESPN for a while and CBS Sports. 
had this to say about the current state of the sport. Here is Aaron Taylor. Hey, college football. It's time to wake the fudge up. Empires don't stay empires forever. They crumble from within and almost always after great runs of dominance. We're at a tipping point, y'all. What's taking place right now behind the scenes in the NIL world is despicable. And it's dangerous and it's irresponsible. And this ain't about the kids getting theirs. Student athletes have always deserved a bigger piece of the pie. This is about the adults in the room. It's always been about the adults in the room, which is how we got the sham notion of amateurism in the first damn place. This is about the institutions and the donor bases and the development departments and the extremely successful men and women that make up that population. But this win by any means necessary mentality is a poison. It's termites. And those termites are eroding the fabric and foundation of what makes this sport the greatest on the planet. There's an old saying that no matter how far down the wrong road you've gone, turn around. Unfortunately for us, I think the genie's out of the bottle and we can't get this toothpaste back in the tube, but we can pull the damn car over, catch our breath, orient ourselves, and figure out a responsible way for everybody to win that is in the best interest of our sport. Because what we're doing now ain't and we better figure that out. There you go. Well said. Boom. Yeah, I think he uh, he summed it up right there. And I wonder, because if we don't make that correction, and I know we had some smart people on the text line last week, you know, the market will correct itself. I, I certainly hope that's the case, and we figure this out. I think that we probably will. Uh, college football, obviously, and college athletics, never going to be the same again. We know that. It's never going to be the same. And it was never pure. But this is just, uh, this is not good. This, it's like the Roman Empire was the greatest, right, for the longest time, or the Greeks for a while. And then uh, slowly eroded because of, uh, I don't know, you could talk about moral decay or greed or whatever. Um, but he's right. The great empires don't last the test of time. And uh, I, I don't know. It's just I wonder if because if we continue down this road, Parker Thune, and we are, you know, even two more years down the road and it's continuing like this, people are going to sell. Even the most ardent college football fans out there that just die for the sport and die for their school are going to start getting bitter and are going to start souring on the sport somewhat. And, and none of it is going to go – like, consider this. I don't even think this has been tossed around as a concept yet. But what happens two, three years down the road when a big-time college football player has a big-time NIL endorsement deal and they fall flat on their face and don't perform and whoever is orchestrating their NIL deal decides to pull the money back? Mm-hmm. What happens in that type of situation? They become a legal battle? I don't know, but is, eventually we probably will have something like that. Now, I don't know what the uh, the legal people would say. Well, you, that's why you sign a contract or whatever, but you know what they say about contracts? Um, you know, they can be torn up pretty easily. But I don't know. That's a very good question. Really good question. And this can't be good for organizational commitment either. Because if you, co- if you come for the money, you're going to leave for the money. 
Yeah, absolutely. And look, I love, we've talked about this, and I want to hear what you uh, you guys think out there in the text land. 405-651-3439 of the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I love the way that Brent is building Oklahoma's foundation because I think it's the uh, formula for a solid foundation. And I know that OU, you know, you've already got the NIL, the one for Oklahoma deal, and others on the way. I think they're trying to do it the right way. It looks like they're, you know, also giving to charity, and it's not like kids are just going to be able to hear. You've got to actually do something as well. But I I, I just wonder, again, unless things change, this system is more designed for the mule shoes of the world to win unless there's some regulation or somebody steps in and does something. Now, I don't know. The problem is all of us are trying to find out what the answer is. You know? I just – there's so much that's wrong with all of this, Mike. So much that's wrong with all this. I want to get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line and take the pulse of the, uh, the audience right now. Okay, one listener says, you say the kids need their money. Guys, that's the problem. They're going to get their money if they deserve it. They need to earn it. Is two to three years playing college sports asking too much? Do you just give a doctor's degree to a student just because they deserve money? No, they earn it. Yeah, and and I guess in uh, Jordan Addison's case, he will say, well, I am the Bolitnikoff Award winner. Sure. You know, but, yeah, it's he's talking more about, you know, kids coming to Texas A&M or wherever that are already getting these big deals. I don't know. I guess a lot of that's on uh, the wealthy alums and the boosters, too, who are, you know, that's a huge part of this, too. One listener says, Riley said that there are no guardrails in regard to the portal and NIL. Ironic that he will be the reason that guardrails will be put in place. Yeah, I mean, mean, the guy just, look, he speaks out of both sides of his mouth. His entire reputation, or a lot of it, was built on what Bob Stoops did and having Baker and having Kyler, uh, you know, and I think he did a nice job with Jalen Hurts tailoring the offense. I'm not saying the guy can't coach offensive football, but in terms of integrity, I don't see a lot there. Hardly any. One listener says, saying Tebow has less character than Urban Meyer is a gigantic statement, and yet it's true. (laughs) Yeah, it's, look, it's college football to a certain extent, I'm sure behind the scenes, has always been a dirty business, right? Sure. To a certain extent. But, I mean, we are seeing all the dirty laundry hanging out now on the clothesline. And we thought, man, I thought there was some dirty laundry here, but this is ridiculous. And what's the old saying about how the sausage gets made, mm-hmm. Mike? Yeah. We're seeing how the sausage gets made. It's right not, now. yeah. The sausage factory is out in the middle of the town square. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, uh, let's do a whole segment of your text when we get back. Oh, we've right? got a lot of them already. Yeah, we do. 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439. Again, Mule Shoes hold defense on this deal. I'm sure I never talked to Jordan Addison. Just like you never talked to USC until that Sunday, right? Well, guess what? We don't believe you. You took a freaking personal day, dude, as a head football coach during the season. And I think your agent was probably talking to them throughout most of the season. Nobody believes a word you say because you can't speak the truth. He should have a freaking lie detector machine just attached to him an audio one like 
that sends off an alarm every time he says, and it would be going off all like day. a lie detector pacemaker. Yeah, something that like just, that. Just like shocks him every time he tells a lie. Yeah, I'd love that. That'd be good. All right, we'll go to the text line when we get back. Keep it here. Yes, that is uh, college football's new theme song right there. Welcome to the jungle. All right, 405-651-3439. Welcome back. Good to have you with us on a Monday. Good to have you along here on The Ref, home of Sooner fans, The Ref Radio Network. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you. Kind of some nasty weather out there today. Welcome to the jungle. All right, I got a, a personal text. Steely, I don't know who it's from, but somebody has my number. <laughs> I, I got one of those texts the I, other day, too. It was very like, obviously from like, a radio listener, and what? I was like, I, I don't have your number. I don't yeah. know who you are. I don't know how you got my number, but here we are. Steely, love the show, but you're too tough on Lincoln. He really is a good family man. Yeah, you know who else was? John Gotti. <laughs> that doesn't mean you can be a good family man and still be a scumbag in business. There are probably some scumbags in business out there, maybe listening right now, that yeah, are really it? good family men. But when it comes to their business dealings and their profession, they cut corners and lie. Wasn't Bernie Madoff a good family man? Uh, apparently, they, they love Bernie very much. They had no idea. So, yes, I'm talking about the way he conducts his business in, uh, you know. And, look, I never had a personal relationship with Lincoln Riley. I mean, I interviewed him a few times. He was fine. But T-Row, Teddy, Plank, Gabe, guys like that, obviously they know what he's like. And, and I totally understand that uh, a lot of their dealings with him, I'm sure, were very professional and good and everything. But I'm just looking from the outside looking in, the way this looks and his actions do not look good, period. It looks like win at all costs, cut corners, uh, you know, Mr. Shortcuts. And that's that's made for a man like Muleshoe, it appears, who's become the most despised man in college football. All right, let's get back to the text line. If you've dated a narcissist, it's really easy to diagnose Tebow. Dude cares only about himself and truly believes his own obvious lies. Well, as someone who has dated a narcissist, yes, I can confirm this. You've dated a narcissist? Oh, yes. Really? Have you at any point, Mike? I don't know. I'm thinking maybe I'm the narcissist. I don't know. (laughs) I've worked with you long enough. I don't think that's the case. But, no, like, this is is textbook narcissism. This is who Mule Shoe is. It is. Man, we need, please... I humbly ask you for a 30 for 30, 15 years down the road, the rise and fall of Muleshoe. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Here's, here's one. How long are you guys going to keep talking about Muleshoe? Yeah. You knew we were going to get one. Yeah, of there's always one. There's always one. One listener says, Muleshoe needs to star in the reboot of Jim Carrey's Liar Liar. <laughs> Another says, perhaps start reforming the rules. Time limits on the portal, salary cap on NIL. See, the problem with that, and I don't know. I don't know anything about the legal system. Maybe I should ask my brother. He's 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 an attorney. But, you know, if you start capping it, I don't know. Do you have to have a collective bargaining agreement for, like, football, like NCAA football, Power 5 or something like that, or each conference? I don't know because, you know, the state's NIL regulations are all different. It's It's a total mess, man. It is a total mess. I agree. 
something needs to be done. But if you start capping money, I think the attorneys get involved, right? Wait a minute, you're telling this guy he can only make this much? Or I don't know if you can do that through the university, through a collective. I, I don't know. There's so many answer there's so many questions that need answers, and that's that's a big one of them, there's no doubt. Back to the text line. Anyone else find it ironic that boosters and certain coaches like Tebow, people who you would think would most want what is best for college football, are the ones doing the most damage? Yeah, there, there's some truth in that statement. What do you think about that statement? There's a lot of there's there's an element of truth there. I don't know that boosters and big time university stakeholders want what is best for college football. They want what is best for their own institution. Their university, yeah. They yeah. want the most talent in their locker room and on their sideline. So, I don't, I don't think that any of that. I it holds some merit. Sure, because I think deep down everybody has a conscience, right? And everybody has an inherent sense of what is right and wrong. <laughs> the issue is people ignoring that. Oh, yeah. They're like, well, you know what? Uh, let's just keep doing what we're doing until they tell us to stop doing it. One listener says, my dad always told me that if it walks like a skunk and talks like a skunk. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, uh, I think we're seeing uh, that. Uh, I, I don't know. It's... Last year was very eye-opening before any, all, any of this stuff happened, you know, with just the uh, people were starting to get weary of him, uh, you know, saying we're close guys and, you know, and then the whole, oh, my gosh, the students are on top of the building, super paranoid. And if you think about how monotone and boring those press conferences were now compared to what we have with Brent Venables and Norman for the media, it's night and day. Now, Brent will ramble a little bit, man. He's got some uh, – He's got some pastor in him, there's no doubt. And it's sometimes you feel like he's speaking to the congregation rather than the media. But still, it's really good stuff. And I think Sooner fans are very excited about um, Brent. But And we were talking about this last week. We don't know, as scary as, as it is, is it going to be the, the mule shoes and the snakes of the world that benefit the most from this system because they are right now in many ways – or is it going to be, you know, the real leaders and the guys who are trying to do it right and build a solid foundation winning? Usually the good guys win, right? But every now and then you go to the movie and you're like, man, I can't believe the evil dude won. It <laughs> doesn't happen very often, let, but when let, it does. Let's hope it's not that movie, right? Okay, let's get back to the uh, texts. Oh, we got, we, got, we, got another, we got another one of the con- contrarians here. Sour grapes. If OU wasn't getting the best players through big money, you guys wouldn't be complaining about it. If Riley was still at OU doing the same thing he's doing right now, you two'd have no problem. No problem with it. No, that's not true at all. This is not about Muleshoe being at USC as opposed to being at OU. This is about caring about the holistic nature of college football and the future of the game itself. I worry about the sport I cover. I worry about institutions beyond OU. I worry about how this is going to affect the upbringing of young individuals. Because one of the things that college athletics teaches, one of the things that the collegiate experience teaches you, right, Mike, is it teaches you to grow up. It cultivates a strong work ethic. 
It cultivates traits that are going to serve you well for years and decades down the road because no longer do you have no longer are you living under someone else's umbrella. Right? You're out doing your own thing and you got to make your way some way somehow. And so there is a lot and it's not just specific to athletics, but there's a lot about the collegiate experience that shapes the rest of your life. And I wonder whether we are shaping collegiate student athletes the right way if we're handing them seven figures as soon as they enroll. Yeah, I don't it's want about the greater good. To become that. And uh, look, to me, it's more about the lies than anything else, to be honest with you. That, you know, I just look, we all lie or tell white lies. Everybody's done it. Everybody's going to keep doing it. But to the to that extent, it just to boldface look people in the eye and just insult their intelligence. And it, it just drives me insane. Like I said, it's stra- the dude should be in politics because in politics, it's lie, 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 lie and keep lying until people believe it. Right. That's what the freaking Fuhrer did back in Germany. They always said, you know, keep telling the lie until people believe it. <laughs> well, I'm not saying, you know, college football is anything as bad as what happened in the Holocaust, one of the worst events in human history in the Nazi regime. That's on a totally different level. But in terms of their propaganda, that's what it was all about, or a lot of it. So it's, uh, you know, that, it's just disappointing. Another one of our listeners says, as a fan, I want my athletes to come to OU because they love something about the school, coach, campus, development opportunity, not because they got the most money. OU is special because Oklahoma is special. If everything boils down to money, OU may eventually lose that battle. That thought hurts. And here's why I'm trying to tell everyone right now, like if there's one message I am trying to get across with regard to the shifting sands across college football, it is this. There is not yet any empirical data to suggest that buying players and buying talent via NIL deals is going to result in success for the institution on the field or on the court or what have you. So, to those that are freaking out, somewhat understandably so, about the fact that there are other universities across the country paying seven figures for athletes and Oklahoma isn't willing to do that, I would say, let's hold the phone. Let's wait two, three years. Let's see if Miami or Texas A&M or Nebraska or Arkansas start to compete for college football playoff berths and national championships. Because I just have a hunch, Mike, I just have a hunch that buying talent and buying players and spending inane sums of money to bring in elite competition for your athletes, I have a feeling that's not going to pan out the way a lot of these programs I hope you're think right. it's going to. Yeah, I hope you're right. I, I mean, that's got to be at some point a – you know, a locker room chemistry issue where guys are talking about, and then a guy got two milk, and he's not producing anything. You know, you would think. I still love the team concept. I'm not against guys getting paid. I am not. 100% am not. But the way it's structured right now, something's got to change, man. Um, where I, And, again, I don't know if you can cap the amount of money that, let's say, if you're in a Power 5 conference, it, it would probably have to be through collective bargaining would be my guess. Exactly. Where, look – we give these guys $75,000 a year if they're in a Power 5, you know, a Division One football or whatever. And then whatever NIL money they get beyond that, okay. But here's the deal. That really doesn't change a whole lot. That just means the collectives and the biggest boosters and the schools with the most money, 
are going to get the majority of the athletes. You hope that if you're an Oklahoma fan, or in, Mike Gundy talked about this too, man, building a culture at Oklahoma State, and he's done a fantastic job, no doubt. But you hope you can get enough guys in that locker room on your roster that buy into your culture that, yes, they want to get paid some, but it's not all about the money. And you have a great chemistry and a great you know, team vibe in that locker room, and you go out and win a lot of football games. But who knows how it's going to work out in the long run. All right, your texts keep rolling in. We'll keep getting to them when we get back. Mike Steely, Parker Thune. It is Monday here on The Ref. Oh, please, instant karma would be nice. What would be instant karma? Rice winning the opener? Earthquake, the Coliseum collapses. Well, they'd probably just build a new facility. Mules so. you getting speared by a sailfish, right? Yes. Again, without life-threatening injuries, but uh, very painful for at least 10 minutes. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, we'll be right back. Keep it here. Do you disagree with Tom Petty? California sucks. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. How we doing? Good to have you with us. Hey, you know what, Can uh, If you uh, despise college football right now and you're very worried about it and you're freaking out a little bit, you know what? You need to get outdoors, listen to some good music, have some good food, maybe see a fireworks show, and you can do that all at Riverwind Casino with Beats and Bites 2022. It's going to be very therapeutic for you. Night Ranger and Starship with Mickey Thomas on May 28th. So we're... Uh, we're approaching the opening of Beats and Bites 2022. All the best local food trucks are there. Retail vendors, fireworks show after the Randy Rogers Van show on July 9th. It all starts May 28th with Night Ranger and Starship with Mickey Thomas. Everclear with Sister Hazel and Deep Blue Something on June 18th. And again, two big shows in July. Randy Rogers Band on July 9th. That's the uh, same night as the fireworks display right afterwards. And Scotty McCreary on July 30th. You can get your individual tickets right now. They're only 5 bucks a piece for all these shows, plus all the fun. It's kid-friendly, kid games out there. They'll have activities. You can bring your pet. It's a good time at Beats and Bites. If you haven't been out yet, you're missing out. Beats and Bites 2022. The individual tickets for all the shows are available right now at Riverwind.com. All right, we're going to get to as many texts as we can, and the ones we don't get to, we're going to keep getting to, I promise you. There are no guests lined up today. It's all you guys. Uh, before we get to the text line, Mike, I want to read you this tweet from one of my colleagues at 24-7 Sports, Trey Scott. He's our senior editor, covers college football on a national landscape, and he tweeted this a little less than half an hour ago. Based on the rumor mill, NIL is really like restricted free agency. Even if you're a blue blood, if there's an asset you want to keep, be ready to match any offer. Yeah, that's a good good way to look at it. Absolutely. Uh, Nathan Rawlings, Kabange, right, got in the portal. So yes. the Sooners have two now, he and Cody Jackson. Yeah, in addition to Dorian Plumley, who's a walk-on defensive back. So not a scholarship guy, but if you want to throw him yeah. into the picture, then uh, you got three in the fold right now. Two scholarship players in the portal, though, between Cody Jackson and Nathan Rawlings, Kabange, both part of the Caleb Williams class, the class yeah. of 2021. Uh, Trey Scott followed up with a tweet that said this, if your head coach isn't prepared to play that game or align your boosters, you're not going to be very successful moving forward. You agree with that? You believe that? 
Um, look, you've got to play the game. To what extent do you play the game? You know, I, I don't know. Because there are snakes out there slithering around like Muleshoe that are going to do whatever it takes because he's a shortcuts kind of guy. And, uh, you know, that's, that's my worry uh, to a certain extent for guys who aren't from – they're not the reptile types. You know what I'm saying? And uh, – Look, I think Oklahoma is going to be fine in the long run because it's Oklahoma, and I I believe in what Brent Venables is preaching. I'm not saying that Brent's going to go out and win three national championships like Bud, Barry, or Bob, but I do think he's going to be very successful and have a chance to win some. But, uh, man, trying to predict what this sport's going to look like in, in, in a couple years is crazy right now. Doesn't look very good, I know that, right now. All right, uh, how much time do we have left? We've got a couple minutes? Yeah, about one minute before okay. we got to hit the top of the hour break. Apologize. We will save uh, a lot of text. So if you're uh, out there and we haven't answered your text yet, we're going to get to those. want to thank our friends at Lasher Home Comfort Systems, sponsoring our first hour here on The Ref, Steelman and Thune. Tim Lasher, great Sooner, great company. They're family-owned and operated, servicing the greater Oklahoma City area since 2007. You can ring them up at 405-579-3113. That's 405-579-3113. You need to get that AC tuned up right now. You know, you do that stuff with your car, right? Or you learn a very hard lesson. Don't have that happen with your air conditioning unit when you really need it in the middle of summer. 405-579-3113. Thanks to Tim Lasher and Lasher Home Comfort Systems. All right, we'll break and come back with another hour here on The Ref. Stay with us. Okay, hour number two on a Monday. Good to have you along. I'm Mike Steeley with Parker Thune. It is Steel Man and Thune at noon, now into the 1 o'clock hour, which is brought to you by the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72 for a great deal on a car or truck and that great guarantee of oil changes and, uh, you know, engines as well on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you for life. Oil changes and engines for life. On newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. From our friends at the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley, exit 72, right there in Paul's Valley. Okay, here's a little bit of what I think Mule Shoe's all about, too. If you had this high school experience, I'm not necessarily saying I did. I I really didn't, but I, I can imagine... Like, maybe you saw this guy in college, too. There's always the dude walking around thinking he's all this and all that. And he's got daddy's trust fund. Mainly, you know, he's he's driving a cool car. All the girls think he's super cool because he's got the cash in the car. And he probably looks halfway decent. But, you know, he's full of it. And, you know, he's deceitful. And that guy keeps getting away with stuff, Right. Well, isn't a great victory in life 20 years down the road when that dude's pumping gas somewhere? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because he wasted his trust fund. He took the shortcuts. We all know that guy in high school and college, right? That you thought, man, this dude gets away with everything. He's so full of it. But he's got, you know, he blows through his dad's trust fund and or he, he wrecks the Beamer or whatever that he got at. 16 years old, you know, uh, and he really didn't have to work for much. He was given a lot. 
And maybe that guy is really pretty smart and talented and can actually strike out and do things on his own. But he's had it so easy that everything comes easy and he's cut corners and it's always worked for him. And then you want to see the man become a complete failure. Well, that's kind of where I am. Now, the problem is it's not going to happen with Muleshoe. He's got too much money in the bank. But complete failure of Southern Cal football somehow would be nice. Yeah, I'm just that petty. Absolutely. We have at least one listener on the Air Comfort Solutions text line that has predicted he'll be UTEP's head coach by 2025. So if that happens, your visions will have come to fruition, I would say. Please, please let it happen. That'd be nice. All right, back to the text line. One listener says, wait, is Jordan Addison awesome from D.C. and knows Caleb Williams? Yes. There's some back-channeling going on there. And that's another way, again, where, you know, I I get how that happens, but I don't know. It just feels, you know, this dude had an incredible – I understand, and Kenny Pickett's gone or whatever. Okay, I get it. I get this stuff happens, but why Muleshoe is always part of this – and uh, Pat Narduzzi felt like they were tampering because he still was on and still – we don't. is he still on Pitt's roster or do we know anything about the portal yet? It was supposed about to be, Jordan Addison? Yeah. No, he's not in the portal yet. Yeah. So. so maybe Pat Narduzzi actually shamed him into not doing it. I doubt it, but who knows. And, again, I get if you're, um, if you're Jordan Addison and – you're going to make, you know, you're going to go play with Caleb Williams or whatever. Okay, I get it. You're going to make that amount of money. If Pitt can match it, you know, a lot of this, it's like the uh, the Wong kid, right? Miami basketball basically said, you know what? If you guys aren't able to match this amount, I'm out of here. I need more money. This wasn't the intent of the NIL, but uh, the, who was the guy re, who compared it to restricted free agency? That's a really good way to look at it. Yeah, it is. And I mean, look, it's pretty much it's on the money. And everybody wants to make that technical designation that, oh, it's not the schools offering the NIL deals. right? But in, in effect, that's what it is. And all you need to see for evidence of that is a guy like Isaiah Wong Threatening to transfer unless he gets a better NIL deal at his current school. Yeah. It may not be the schools that are signing the checks, but effectively what you are dealing with is a school-sanctioned NIL deal. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. Absolutely. No doubt. All right, let's get back to the text line. Did Jordan Addison go into the portal? Also, did any Sooners hit the portal over the weekend? Again, as we just mentioned, Jordan Addison is not officially in the portal as of right now. His name has not appeared in the portal. So all of this is happening with a ridiculous amount of subterfuge involved. Because the fact that we're hearing all these numbers thrown around, $3 million in NIL deals, plus a house, I guess. The fact that there were even rumors that USC was the destination before... He even came out and said, yes, I'm considering hitting the transfer portal. That tells you all you need to know about this situation. Yeah. There was very obviously some loopholes that were exploited. Well, now, it's the same way the uh, the SC deal went down with Muleshoe. I mean, again, for him to insult everybody's intelligence and say, oh, we got to get her on Sunday, first Zoom call. Yeah, right, dude. Okay. 
Uh, you were talking to them through your agent, Trace Armstrong, and it was probably going on most of the year. Lies. I mean, complete lies. As far as Sooners hitting the portal, uh, we mentioned it at the end of last hour, but Cody Jackson, the redshirt freshman wide receiver, and Nathan Rollins Kibonge, the redshirt freshman defensive end, are the only two scholarship players from Oklahoma to have hit the portal thus far. So uh, there is still about a 24-hour window here, 24 to 36 hours, where you could see another name or two appear uh, because schools don't have to officially submit the paperwork designating an athlete's intent to transfer until 48 hours after they're notified by said athlete. So uh, May 1st is the deadline, but you have a 48-hour buffer window therein as well. So it could be until late tomorrow night, May 3rd, before Mm -hmm. uh, we know who some of the final entrants into the transfer portal are. You think Addison's going? You think he'll be in there? Yes. I have no reason to think otherwise. Yeah, I do too. $3 million in a house? I mean, that's just incredible. I mean, it really is. I mean, if you can get it, great. And, again, that's what we're looking at in college football right now. But, man, unreal. And, again, not to get all philosophical here, but it makes me wonder, are we developing adolescent and young adult minds the right way when we hand them seven figures because they're good at football? No. I understand, right, and I there are going to be the parallels that people make, right, between uh, the NBA's one-and-done rule where you can make the jump to the NBA after a year of college basketball. And uh, in the MLB, obviously, you can be drafted out of high school and you don't have to go to college at all. And so there are going to be those people that say, well, you know, what about the MLB or what about the NBA? Sure, I understand that. But at the same time, that is professional sport. Hey, college football is not professional. It was never intended to be professional. But it's becoming but it's professional, becoming right? Professional. No, we're we're uh, it's it's closer. If you're looking at two sides of the uh, scale, it's tilting a lot more to pro right now than it is college. And uh, you know, you can talk about the uh, phrase "student athletes" back in the day. And look, these kids, a lot of them go to school and get their degrees. Yes, there are a lot of them, but you know. Um, a lot of that, you know, people kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever. They're also money-making machines for the university. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's get back to the text line. 405-651-3439. Won't Addison have to wait a season if he enters the transfer portal now? Deadline is May 1st, right? No, as we were just explaining, you may not see Jordan Addison's name appear in the portal until tomorrow night, that doesn't mean he missed the deadline. It just means the school took longer than usual to get his name submitted and paperwork filed. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's that. I I fully expect that Jordan Addison is going to be in the portal and at USC. I just <laughs> I can't see any other scenario in which that doesn't happen. He's the Bolitnikoff Award winner. He's getting paid $3 million. USC boosters are getting him a house. At least that's what the rumors are. Why wouldn't you leave Pitt for USC? From the athlete's perspective, it makes all the sense in the world. Absolutely. Right? This, is, this is not on the athletes. No. And that, it, it goes back to what Aaron Taylor said in the clip that we played in the first hour. This is not on the athletes. No one is blaming the athletes. No one is faulting the athletes. At least I don't think they should be. It is the people with the power. The people with their hands on the controls. The people with the deep pockets. 
who are thinking not in the interests of college football as a whole, but in the interests of their own institutions. And while to a certain extent that's understandable, you talked about the slippery slope phenomenon. Mike, at what point does this thing get completely out of control? Because it's already trending in that direction. I'm telling you, if something doesn't change, and I, I think we will make a correction here because it's too important to too many people. But I'm wondering how long it's going to take because if it continues down this road, people are going to turn on college football. There is no doubt in my mind down the road. Five, six years down the road, you might see, you know, stadiums half full, even at some of the Blue Bloods. Maybe three quarters, I don't know. But they'll they'll get very uh, tired of this stuff. They will. All right, let's get back to the text line and see what we have. What would it have been like at OU if we had NIL during the Switzer years? <laughs> Probably they would have had uh, – Switzer was such a great recruiter anyway. And, you know, the Sooners got up on probation for the Kerry Jackson deal. OU and OSU both got up on probation in the 80s. Um, and, and, you know, I don't know. I, I, how much of OU's – NIL stuff and their collectives relies on the oil and gas industry too, right? I don't know. Some of it has to. But, yeah, they would have been doing just fine. Here's here's my concern, and this is spurred by a tweet from a 918 listener that says, I was pissed about the Riley situation until I've seen O'Shawn Mathis commit to Nebraska yeah. over Texas. Parker, do you think that was a battle won by the NIL with Nebraska? Yes. Yes, it was. Nebraska beat Texas in NIL? Yes. Yeah, that's what I had heard, too, that it was an NIL. No, Sean Mathis is one of the best prospects in the portal, no doubt. Exactly. My concern is that this wrecks the parity of college football. And that's always been one of the most beautiful things about college football, right, is the parity. Any given Saturday, think back to some of the most memorable upsets of your lifetime, like that involve a heavy underdog toppling a powerhouse. Appalachian State, Michigan. Think about moments like, and I hate to bring it up, but Boise State mm-hmm. over Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl in January of 2007. So, for Oklahoma fans, it sucks to think about, but that's one of the most memorable college football games the last 20 years. right? If it becomes a scenario in which you have 15 to 20 schools that just have way deeper pockets than everybody else and can buy all the elite talent – and any talent they don't buy, they can go rebid for after they have two outstanding seasons at yeah. whatever other institution they end up at. Then you're sto- slowly go- going to start to see the power concentrate at the top, more so than it already is, way more so than it already is, such that you're only going to have 10, 12 schools on an annual basis that are capable of even playing on a level playing field. Don't we have that to a certain extent already, though? But you're right; it's gonna the gap is going to widen, right? If you're Pitt and you're Pat Narduzzi, and last year you had Kenny Pickett and you had Jordan Addison and you had an explosive offense, and you know, um, I, I don't know what Pitt's fan base is like, but uh, probably you know did pretty well last year in that department in terms of just uh, generating excitement for the program, and then boom, all of a sudden you've got your Bolitnikoff winner who gets a better deal to go somewhere to a one of the great programs in college football. It's down right now, obviously, but USC has been one of the great programs in college football. And you're like, man, what, what do I do? You know, uh, it, it's almost like 
somebody decides, you know what, that guy's really awesome. Obviously, won the Bolidnikov. What can we do for this kid to get him? He played with. He, he likes Caleb Williams. They're buddies. Oh, okay, three million in a house. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll back channel him and see what what the deal is. You know, there's probably going to come a point in time, as hard as it is to swallow, that you're going to have to spend in order to succeed. Oh yeah, yeah. And I promise you, there will be some programs that choose to discontinue the sport of football at their institutions because they can't keep up financially with the demands of the rest of the college football landscape. Yeah, it's it's getting crazy. All right, 405-651-3439. That is our number on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We're going to try and get to as many as we can. Keep them rolling in. If you uh, if we haven't answered yet, you know, copy, paste, send it again. We'll try and get to as many as we can. Uh, we do eventually need to talk about the Sooners in the NFL draft, Oklahoma State as well. Texas shut out in the drafts. <laughs> I love it. We'll be right back. Steel Man and Thune at noon here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Okay. We need somebody on the watchtower looking out for college football, and there's nobody there. Nobody. It's all going unchecked. Is Muleshoe the Joker or is he the thief? He's both. He's both. He's definitely the villain. Like I said, there is no bigger villain in college football right now than Muleshoe. I mean, Brian Kelly's pretty pretty much scum, too. But What a narrative arc for Muleshoe over the last six months. <sighs> you know, there were signs and maybe there was a uh, – because, like I said, I remember some of the Austin Kendall stuff and who was in uh, Chandler Morris. And it's like, man, that's kind of a jerk move. Okay, well, maybe he's right in conference. That went to show his jerkiness and paranoia. But I don't think we knew the level of jerkiness and uh, how, you know, Machiavellian this guy was. You know, what was the book uh, by – the the prince, you know, basically where in, in politics, man, you do whatever you need to get what you want and to succeed. That's if you hear Machiavellian, you know, politics or whatever. And we had no idea that Lincoln Riley was this devious. And now we know he's he's a deviant, a devious deviant who will, uh, like I said, this Wild West situation we're in right now is made for him shortcuts quick fixes you know look at me here's some money let's pose in front of the uh, the sports cars you know on your recruiting trip it's all flash glitz glamour it's made for him even though he's from freaking mule shoe texas maybe la will swallow him up somehow Okay. Do you think a salary cap is effective? Do I? Do you think that would be an effective way to solve these problems? I, um, maybe, I guess. Because. But P, guess what? People are still going to find a way to break the rules. He, you said it earlier and just said it in passing, but I think you hit the nail on the head. At some point in time, there's going to have to be collective bargaining. This is the direction yeah. we are headed and with college football. I guess that's the way you do it. Look, I, I, I know about as much uh, about law as, you know, 
the dumbest person on the planet, and I might be that guy. But if you collectively bargain and get together, I guess you could do that, and maybe that would be it. It wouldn't, isn't it crazy though to think about? You know, you come from a time machine. You know, even ten years ago, or shorter than that, and you come and you t- turn the radio on, and you're like. Man, he's talking about a salary cap in college by God football. Can you believe that? And, and here we are. Guess what? Lincoln Riley's the biggest bastard of them all. We should have known. Okay, pardon my language there, by the way. That was probably a little too much. So, uh, anyway, uh, 405-651-3439. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72 for a great deal on a vehicle and great service after the sale and that incredible guarantee of oil changes and engines for life are new on uh, you. I'm getting ahead. Of, I've had way too much of this energy drink. Now I'm ready to climb the what walls. Is, what are you drinking today? It's great monster energy drink. Oh, gosh. Newer use that. gas or diesel. No additional cost to you. Go ahead. It's <laughs> Made it through the read. Hey, there come on. This has carnitine in it, and it also has... Uh, all kinds of other chemicals that I have no idea what they do to your body. I just know it wakes me up. So, anyway. Air Comfort Solutions text line. One listener says, I feel like I'm watching the movie Blue Chips take place before my eyes, and Steely is Nick Nolte on NIL. You've taken the purest thing in your life, and you've corrupted it. (laughs) And for what? I like it. Nice reference. I love it. One listener says, no matter what, Muleshoe still won't win a title. Can't wait to see Dan Lanning hand him his derriere yes. next season. Wait a minute. the guy. This is the guy who texted us the picture of the Pacifico in the pool. That's living right there. Congratulations. Uh, you, you know who we haven't heard from yet on all of this is Colin Cowherd. Really? He hasn't said anything yet? Yes. Muleshoe's communications rep has not issued any public statement on this whole Cal situation. Cowherd's become such a heel, too, in this whole thing. One listener says it's like an episode of Scooby-Doo. If they pull the helmet off the USC mascot, it'll be Cowherd. <laughs> he might as well have been USC's defense attorney on the Addison deal. Oh, yeah. It's... I don't know. Uh, like I said, I look... I know there are some Oklahoma fans there like, man, okay, come on, whatever. We have Brent Venables. Brent's doing things right, blah, blah, blah. And, and I believe he is. And I think Oklahoma fans are excited for the future, and I think he's the perfect guy to lead the uh, the exodus from the Big 12 into the SEC eventually. But you just wonder, again, the way that college football is headed now, at least the way it's structured right now. Look, something's going to change. It's going to have to change. But the mule shoes of the world, the shortcut guys, the look at me guys, the I'm a guru guys, you know, talking out of both sides of their mouths, semantics, back, you know, backroom deals. This system is is set up for them to be the big winners. There may come a point in time, Mike, where and I shouldn't say there may come because for a lot of people, we're already at this point and have been at this point. But, you know, the age-old debate, do you prefer college football or do you prefer NFL football? Right? This is a conversation that folks have been having for decades upon decades. There's coming. There's going to come a point in time at which there will be very few people that would choose college football over the NFL in terms of their overall enjoyment watching the sport if things continue along their current path because the NFL isn't going to be affected by any of this. It won't because every single year you're going to get the best 250-ish players drafted 
And you're going to have the best athletes in the world, the ones at the top of the food chain, competing on Sundays. But as far as college football is concerned, what NIL and this brand new effectively open market has done is I think I think what it's going to do is turn college football into an entity that very few actually enjoy watching. Yeah. No, you're right. And to me, look, I love the NFL. I like my NFL Sundays a lot, but I love my college football Saturdays. To me, there's just been more of a pageantry and tradition and, you know, everything from the bands to the <clears throat> tailgates to this, you know, Howard's Rock or the Sooner Schooner or, you know, uh, Yell Practice at Texas A&M. All that stuff to me separates college football. And it's just starting – it's going to start looking more and more like the pro game. The Air Comfort Solutions text, which – and by the way, if you start to resemble the pro game, you're not going to outpace the NFL. The World Football League tried. The USFL tried. The AAF tried. The XFL tried. There have been so many challengers to the NFL over the years, leagues that have adopted the same model as the NFL, and they've all failed. So – if that's the direction college football is trending and it expects to be able to compete toe-to-toe in ratings and public interest with the NFL, I don't see that happening. But it's now been brought to our attention on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I just, I guess, I guess it just hasn't made the rounds on social media, but apparently Cowherd did comment earlier today. He said of the Jordan Addison situation, per one of our listeners, that he thinks it's wonderful. Of course he does. Of course he does. Does he have no self-respect? Is he just is he just living to pander to Mule Shoe and the 10,000 USC fans sprinkled throughout <laughs> Southern California right now? You know, like I said, I, I've always liked him because I think he comes up with different angles and he's a real good uh, orator. And he, like I said, I think he has a, a show that is always interesting, but he's becoming more of a troll and a clown show by the day, in my opinion. Um you know, and I, that just bothers me. Mike Evans, by the way, I'm sorry. I just saw your uh, tweet come through. Steely on sports. Marty Bird is a good family man. I'm with you on Tebow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Marty Bird, fine family man. One of the best in the Ozarks. And by the way, we did finish Ozark. I'm not giving anything away. I'll just tell you it is really, 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 really good. And by the way, the new Ben Affleck movie on Hulu – one of the worst, worst movies of all time. If you enjoy watching a movie that's so bad, you're like, really? They're still going with this? It's so bad? Then you'll enjoy it. Other than that, stay away. We'll be right back. We are back here on a Monday. We appreciate all the texts. We're going back to them again, 405-651-3439 on the uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Thank you, Seth Wadley, and thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group for sponsoring our second hour here on this Monday edition of Steel Man and Thune on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Radio Network. You know, I've got a bunch of stuff on the draft here, and, I, you know, i got writer's cramp writing this stuff this weekend and this morning. NBA and everything, but you know what? I think if we get into that right now, that just puts the brakes on the car. Everybody wants to talk about college football. People want to talk about Lincoln Riley and what's going on with our beloved sport that is in, uh, in, in some danger, college football. So I could sit, you know, we could talk about, well, how's Nick Benito going to fit in in Denver? And we can get to that. 
But you guys are lighting up the uh, text line, and it's really would be dumb of us to stop talking about what you guys want to talk about. All right, because that's what it's all about. Let's go. What do we think, Parker? Ron says, in 1960, the AFL came into existence and was able to get a merger with the established NFL. So there has been a successful challenge to the old NFL. No, there hasn't, because the NFL engulfed the AFL. What you got was the NFC and the AFC. If you if you walked up to someone on the street, if you walked up to the average football fan and asked them, have you heard of the AFL? I guarantee you probably half of them would say no. Half of them have probably done their research, know their history, and understand that before there was the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. there was the NFL-AFL championship game. And before there was the NFC and A- or uh, yeah, NFC and AFC, there was the NFL and the AFL. And but for the vast majority, n- no one is going to know what the AFL is. It's 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 amazing that we just talk about championships as like Super Bowls, like they didn't exist before the Super Bowl, right? And uh, some of the great games, you know, that Giants Colts game and everything. Um, you know, were before obviously the merger, but yeah. The what he's saying, I think, to a certain extent is true, is the AFL had enough success that the NFL took notice and said, you know what, we want you. Let's get together. That kind of thing. Okay, uh, let's get back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. One of our listeners points out that what we should be talking about is the fact that Texas had zero draft picks. We did mention that earlier, though. Yes, we did. Now, briefly, but yes. The Bears were classy enough to release Nick Foles. Too bad the Browns are not classy. Yeah, the Baker situation, you know. He's got to be going to Seattle, right? It's got to be. Carolina got got Matt Corral and Pittsburgh got Kenny Pickett. And um, I don't, you know, maybe if he ends up getting cut, at least Baker also gets a little more. He gets say in where he could fit in. But, you know, and some people say maybe if you're an undrafted free agent, that's better than being a seventh-round pick or whatever because you get to pick and choose. But, yeah, I, I would think Seattle would be the place. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. It's got to be Seattle. You can't tell me they're trying to win in 2022 with Drew Locke as their starting quarterback. They've got to be making a play for Baker at some point. If not via trade, then uh, agreeing to – well, I guess if – if the Browns just outright release him, then the Seahawks risk losing him to a team with higher waiver priority, right? Am I understanding that correctly? One way or another, it has to be Seattle at this point. It has to be Seattle. If yeah. it's not, I, I I don't know at this point who has a conspicuous need at the quarterback position that would be willing yep. to bring him in. How many OU players were drafted this weekend? Seven, Nick Benito, Brian Osamoa, Perrion Winfrey, DeLaron Turner-Yell, Michael Woods, Isaiah Thomas, Marquise Hayes, the UDFAs, the undrafted free agents, Kennedy Brooks, Jeremiah Hall, Laron Stokes, and Tyrese Robinson. How about Winfrey, Michael Woods, Isaiah Thomas, all to Cleveland, and Nick Benito and DTY together in Denver? How about Perrion Winfrey making it to day three? That Who was, saw that coming? That was, that was surprising. It's almost like the Browns are trying desperately to keep their TV market in Oklahoma because they know Baker Mayfield's on the way out there. It's like, all right, let's load up on Sooners. Let's keep these people happy. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I have a Nick Benito sound clip we can play real quick. Uh, this is Nick Benito talking about you know going to the Broncos and how cool it is to be in Denver with his buddy, 
Delarin Turner yell. Here's what he had to say. I mean, uh, it's just crazy because, you know, you know, like I told the coaching staff already, it's just, you know, a guy that, you know, we're weight room partners in the, in the weight room. We, we always conditioning partners, always pushing each other, um, best friends off the field. So uh, it's kind of surreal just to, like, have a guy like that, you know, just, you know, come in with me and, and, and be a part of a, a great franchise. And, you know, it's just it's, it's, it's still unreal, man. I just can't believe it happened. But you know, I'm happy that he's here and you know, I know he's going to work for sure. There you go, DTY and Nick Benito playing together in Denver. We're going to have to get our man George Stoya on to talk a little more about that. Also, Marquise Hayes, of course, drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. He'll be able to reunite with K-1 and uh, now Hollywood Brown out in Arizona as well. Um, Kennedy Brooks not getting drafted. Going to be uh, in Philly with Jalen Hurts. Uh, Got a pretty good deal for an undrafted free agent. Uh, Oklahoma State. Three draftees, Malcolm Rodriguez, round six, to Detroit. Uh, Devin Harper to Dallas in round six. And uh, Christian Holmes in round seven to the Washington Commanders. But, man, I am hoping that Malcolm Rodriguez has a great career. Because that kid, man, you talk about a great story. Malcolm Rodriguez is that, and he's there in Detroit. The pride of Wagoner, Oklahoma. Yes, man, what a, what a great career he had. At Oklahoma State, and um, just hope he succeeds big time and gets paid. And uh, are the Lions weren't were the Lions picked for uh, Hard Knocks? I'm trying to remember if they made that. I don't know. How about the one yet? sooner that hasn't signed yet, Gabe Burkish? Yeah, what's up with that? The burrito curse is real. I guess so, man. There were some that were projecting he'd get drafted, and. Uh, as things shook out, I believe Kate York of LSU was the only mm-hmm. kicker that ended up getting drafted. Uh, but for Gabe Burkich, look, the reality is when you're a kicker in the NFL, it's such a week-to-week proposition whether you're going to have a job or not. Uh, you can have yeah. one poor performance and that can end your career. That's oh, yeah. not hyperbolic at all. No. I mean- it is the most high-stakes position in the entire league. Teams can cycle through five or six kickers in, well, in a given season. Remember, Austin Cyber was there with Baker at the uh, very beginning and had like a rough week, and it was like, bump, 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 he gone. And it's hard, you know, sometimes you'll get a second chance, sometimes you won't. So there you go. I uh, think, life is a kicker. Yeah, I think what will happen is Burkich will end up getting signed to some team's roster to try and compete for that kicker job in preseason camp. And the benefit for a guy like him is that teams are always looking for youth at that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're either looking for youth or you're looking for a wealth of experience. You know, if you're somewhere in the middle, you're 27, 28, 29, and you've kicked a little bit in the NFL but have never been able to consistently hold down a job, that's really where things get uh, volatile for you. But if you're a young up-and-comer at the kicker position, you're going to get a chance to compete in camp for a starting job. So I don't doubt that Gabe Burkich is going to get that opportunity. The reason, honestly, the reason why he may not be signed yet is because he has a lot more options on the table than some of his teammates. Maybe. Yeah, could be. Do you think that man will ever kick a burrito again? No. He shouldn't. Was That was an NIL thing, right? Yes, it was. <laughs> that is... Exhibit 1A on why NIL is bad. That's the game one spicy bad burrito right there. Because it was like, man, Burgess just doesn't miss. And then the burrito thing happened, and it was like, what in, what in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? One day I'm going to be able to write a memoir about the pitfalls of NIL 
and it can be titled something along the lines of one burrito to hell. <laughs> All right, we got a break right here. We're coming back. We'll get as many texts in as we can. And uh, NBA playoffs tonight. We got two on the docket. Sixers at uh, the Heat. Joel Embiid out at least the first two games with the orbital fracture and concussion. Kyle Lowry out game one for Miami. Six thirty tonight on TNT. Mavs and Phoenix at nine o'clock. How about Giannis and the Bucks landed on Boston yesterday? That was impressive. And the Warriors Memphis game was really good. Draymond got kicked out, of course, with the Warriors win by one. Some good stuff in the NBA playoffs. Coming right back. Ah, Sooner fans to Mule Shoe right there. They were deceived by a great deceiver. Very deceptive. Very deceptive, that man. Back channel, shortcuts. All that stuff. So anyway, how is everybody on a Monday? We still have uh, weather coming in this afternoon, possibly. I haven't been able to check, but uh, I know, man, it was pouring uh, earlier today here in Norman for a while. I like the rain. I don't like the uh, severe stuff, though. So, uh, by the way, man, our thoughts and prayers go out to the families of those three, uh, you know, meteorology students at OU what a horrible 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 deal man that's that's tough but our thoughts and prayers with their families just a unbelievable tragedy uh what last Friday night okay uh 405-651-3439 by the way Riverwind Casino Beats and Bites 2022 is coming it's nearly here uh, the 28th of this month, month we will kick it off. You can get out and munch there because the food trucks are unbelievable. They're the very best local food trucks. Night Ranger and Starship with Mickey Thomas on May 28th. And then in June, Everclear, Sister Hazel and Deep Blue Something all together on the stage in June on the 18th. Two big shows in July. The Randy Rogers Band July 9th and Scotty McCreary on July 30th. Should be a heck of a time out there at Beats and Bites. It's a kid-friendly environment. They do have, you know, really good craft beers out there from Coop Ale Works. They also have, again, the kid-friendly area, the games for the kids, activities for the kids. You can bring your pets, all the amazing food trucks as well, and some great music outdoors. Beats and Bites 2022. Uh, May 28th, first show, Night Ranger and Starship. Get your tickets online right now at Riverwind.com. They're only 5 bucks for each individual ticket. That's a heck of a deal. Riverwind.com. Okay, Parker, let's head to the text line to close it out. Got locked in coming up here in about six minutes. If you declare for the NFL before your – this text is somewhat incoherent, but basically the question is if you declare for the NFL but don't get drafted, can you come back and play college another year? It's only happened once. And you know who that one player is, Steely, that declared for the NFL draft, didn't get drafted, and came back? Um, Let's see if anybody on the text line knows. Is it, Give me a hint. Is it an OU guy? Very familiar one. What? Wait a minute. Who am I missing here? Now I'm going to feel really stupid. No, you're, you're somewhat forgiven for not knowing. Uh, Michael Turk. Michael oh, Turk it was Michael declared Turk. for the 2020 really? NFL draft. And as you recall, that was in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. He was not drafted. He did set an NFL combine record for punters, though, with 25 reps on the bench press. That's impressive. So that was a thing. Didn't get drafted. And then 
was able to get a one-time waiver exemption from the NCAA yep. that reinstated his eligibility uh, basically on the grounds that punter is a position where there's a lot of competition for an NFL draft pick. You only get one or two drafted every single year. And so with the circumstances of the COVID-19 yep. pandemic, his draft stock was affected to a greater degree than the average player. So that was the crux of the case. Uh, for Michael Turk to be reinstated, and now two years later, he's entering his sixth and final season of college football uh, as the punter go. at Oklahoma. So. Couple people got it on the text line. Nice job, Turk. Michael Turk, man, he's unbelievable too. Golly, he's so good. So don't, hey, no Mexican restaurants approach Michael Turk. All right, this year. <laughs> And there are a lot no of good burritos. ones, man. Uh, there are a lot no of good burritos. ones, but stay away, all right? Keep the burritos away from the specialists. No burritos and kicker, you know, collaborations again. Gosh, that's that's the greatest sentence I've ever said on the radio airwaves. I need that made into a piece of wall art and framed here in the studio. Keep burritos away mm-hmm. from the specialists. All right, let's keep getting to a few more before we get out of here. So Grant Calcaterra was drafted on Saturday. Sixth round of the Philadelphia Eagles. Calc, Jalen Hurts, and Kennedy Brooks. All right, it's 2019 again. There you go. Love it. Charlie Kolar went to the Ravens, too. How about that? Norman uh, North, obviously, and you've got him there with Mark Andrews. That's going to be a scary little tight end. The Ravens are – a pretty darn good organization you know they usually did, know what they're doing you know who did not get drafted is charleston rambo and yeah there's an expectation that he was going to hear his name called on saturday that didn't happen he signed with the carolina panthers as an undrafted free agent so we'll see how that pans out for him obviously the quarterback situation in carolina is not ideal right now maybe matt corral pans out but right now your incumbent starter is sam darnold golly the, i look I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think Baker is just going to come back and have this unbelievable comeback or whatever, but they're, you know, the quarterbacks in this draft, I would rather have Baker Mayfield for a couple years than any of those guys. And maybe Malik Willis, he went to Tennessee, what, in the third round, I think it was? Third round. Uh, And he might end up being a star, potentially, but I don't know. But it's all about, you know, people are waiting on the Browns to cut him or release him or whatever uh, because they don't want to have to pay that, 18.8 18.8 million dollars i'm they glad want the browns to pay most of it if not all of it i'm glad that the quarterbacks draft stock on thursday slash friday slash saturday accurately reflected the talent pool at the position in this year's draft because I, honestly the steelers probably reached on kenny pickett at pick number 20 yeah but the next quarterback drafted was desmond ritter at i think mm-hmm. pick 76 atlanta so yeah there were just not a whole lot of great quarterbacks available this year. Spencer Rattler really cost himself some money by getting benched last season. Yes. Yeah. He would have easily been the first guy off the board. All right, we're out of time. Appreciate all the text today. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley for sponsoring our second hour here on Steelman and Thune. We've got locked in Parker, Tyler McComas, a lot more. It's going to be a steady diet of Sooner football. Keep it here on the ref.